Well, after an all too familiar sight there in that third quarter where it looked like, oh, come on, man, what are we doing? Here we go again after a game where we saw Harrison Barnes go down, clutching his thigh, thinking, come on, man, what is going on here? We saw the Kings down by 21 points in the third quarter to the Phoenix Suns, and they kept chipping away, kept chipping away. Fourth quarter got here. Before you knew it, the Sacramento Kings had the lead. The Sacramento Kings used a massive fourth quarter, a 36-16 fourth quarter, to get a victory over the Phoenix Suns at Talking Stick Arena in Phoenix. 114-103. to The Kings move to 15-23. The Phoenix Suns to 14 and 23 kings win both games of a back-to-back night number one and night number two welcome in to the sacramento kings podcast presented by hoopball and the hoopball podcast network i am your host damian barling i thank you so much uh for downloading streaming subscribing i thank you so much for listening i thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your sacramento kings coverage uh hopefully you are a subscriber Hopefully you listen regularly. Hopefully you've rated and reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't done that yet, uh, as I'm talking to you, I'm just going to give you blow-by-blow instructions. Just go to your Apple Podcast app. Uh, just go to the part where the you know where your list of shows is. Click on the Sacramento Kings podcast. Scroll past all the episodes. We got a lot of them. It's like episode 40-something this season. Scroll past it. Stop right there. You see, the, you see the five stars right there? Hit the fifth one. Boom. We're done. That's simple. You just rated the show. You just gave us a boost there on Apple Podcasts. You just upped us in the algorithm, and I thank you so much for that. There's a lot of different things to dissect here uh, with this game. I joked about the all-familiar third quarter, and when you look at it, the third quarter actually wasn't that bad in its totality, but, man, there were some moments in the third quarter that looked really, really bad. But let's go back to the beginning because there are some major notes to talk about here in this game. It kind of had a feel a little bit of the Memphis Grizzlies game a couple of, like a week week or so ago. That game, it wasn't quite as dramatic as that. And when I say dramatic, I mean in the sense that the Grizzlies outscored the Kings by double digits and the Kings outscored the Grizzlies by double digits from quarter to quarter to quarter. All four quarters, one team or another outscored the other team by double digits. That wasn't the case in this game in the first half. It was 53 to 53 after two quarters. And then the third quarter came around, the second half started, and it was like this was all Phoenix. And then at the end, I'd say with about four and a half minutes left, about four minutes left in the third quarter, Kings kind of chipped away at a 21-point lead. Still down, headed into the fourth quarter, but chipped away at it a little bit. And, man, they really got going there in the fourth quarter, outscored the Suns by 20 points, and that ultimately led them Uh, to the victory. Let's get started. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. Let's go back to no Rashawn Holmes tonight. Well, what does that mean? There's no Rashawn Holmes. There's no Marvin Bagley. There's Bogdan Bogdanovich. What's going to happen here? Harry Giles, who was out of the rotation not that long ago, completely out of the rotation and completely out of favor of the Sacramento Kings, he got the nod tonight. He got the start tonight. Not only did he get a start, but he had a pretty effective start. And then it was, oh, wait a minute. If Harry Giles is getting the start, does that mean, could the Kings find a way with no Marvin Bagley, with no Rashawn Holmes, to still not play Dwayne Dedman? Oh, no. That was very much not the case. Dwayne Dedman, 32 minutes tonight. 12 points, 
to go along with his 10 rebounds. A very, very effective performance uh, from the two guys who have not been playing regularly for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Harry Giles finished his 16 minutes with eight points and eight rebounds, just one turnover for Harry Giles. Dwayne Dedman, as we mentioned, finished his 32 minutes with 12 points and 10 rebounds. That's solid stuff from guys who haven't been playing basketball. That's solid stuff going against a team that is desperate to try to get up and down the floor the way that the Phoenix Suns are. And we saw some things from Dwayne Dedman that I think Kings coaching staff, Kings management, and Kings fans have been looking for all year when he was out there with the Manu Bielitsa. And we saw the floor kind of saw the floor kind of open up a little bit. Belly got pretty happy with his shot while he was out there. We'll get to Manu Bielitsa in a second. But we saw some space created for De'Aaron Fox. We saw some good ball movement for the Sacramento Kings. We're saying Imani Bielitsa got happy with the shot out there. Wasn't particularly effective with it, though I thought Belly had a, had, a, had a really solid game. He was 7 of 17. He had 19 points tonight. He was 3 of 8 from 3, but I, I, I point that out because he was significant. He was 7 of 17. That's how he finished the game. A lot of those shots that he made came in the second half. He wasn't good. I mean, he wasn't particularly great in the first half. But, man, he never shied away from taking that shot. And as the floor kept opening up with those two bigs out there or with the rotation of those two bigs out there, he got comfortable. He kept taking a shot to the point where I'd argue he hit one of the biggest shots of the game from that top of the, that top of the three, uh, that top of the key three that he hit. Uh, when the Kings, you know, they had just taken that lead in the fourth quarter. They had been fighting, 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 fighting. And he just said the hell with it and pulled it up from, from well behind the three-point line. That was a very impactful shot. He had a number of really impactful moments here tonight, uh, as did Dwayne Dedman, as did Harry Giles. This was, this was, in every sense of the word, a team win. There was a moment there in the first half where it looked like we might lose Harrison Barnes for the game. Uh, he kind of curled up in the fetal position, grabbing his... It looked like it was grabbing his knee. He was probably grabbing his his thigh. It looked like on the replay that it was just a, a knee to the thigh situation. And I say just a. It's obviously very painful, uh, but no situation that's going to require MRIs or doctor visits tomorrow. But as Del Christie noted on the telecast, he's probably going to be uh, in a lot of discomfort. So the first half, even Steven, as good as it gets, 53 to 53 and we thought okay we've got a hell of a ball game here let's see let's see what's going on kings playing well got a little momentum coming out of that win against the golden state <clears throat> warriors last night all right and then the second half started let's go to luke walton before we talk about the second half uh, back to back and getting down 20 i, I thought it was a perfect uh, example and visual for us to to learn from you know, what, what's the difference between we got down 20 and we came back and, and, and took a lead in the fourth? Um, you know, Trevor, Corey, DD, you know, these guys came in and really stepped up defensively the intensity. They started, they were sharing the ball, you know, playing for one another. Right? But, um, and that, that's, it's, that's what we have to understand. That's, that's basketball. That's winning basketball. That's how we have to, to play and compete uh, every night for each other. Um, you know, we, we talked about turnovers again. We had 10 in the first half. We did better with only six in the second half. But uh, a lot of good to, to, um, 
to take from as far as where we're trying to go and, and how we we uh, we want to play uh, from you know that halfway through the third and, and on. This season for Dwayne didn't turn out how I'm sure he expected or you guys coming into the season, but tonight comes out and in him and really Harry in terms of the production you got from that position. Just talk a little bit about what your centers gave him and specifically Dwayne. It was great. Um, you know, Harry getting the chance to start uh, for a young player is a great opportunity. I thought he gave us some good minutes. Um, you know, the third quarter in the first half, the, the third quarter, we for whatever reason, we just we were not we didn't show up to play basketball. So that's no one person's fault. That's that's an entire group. Um, but I thought he was out there competing, playing hard, and it was good for him to get that experience. Um, DD uh, has done a nice job of keeping himself ready. And uh, took full advantage of that today and played, uh, you know, played for his teammates, made uh, just like that whole group did. Uh, they all, you know, made plays for each other. And it was a lot of fun to, to coach. It was a lot of fun to be a part of that. That's, the, uh, you know, that's how we're, you know, you, you try to build a, a team and a culture uh, to compete like that. And um, in case no one else asked, I thought De'Aaron's defense down the stretch was was absolutely incredible, and what a what a what a nice moment for him. At least since I've been here, to uh, you know to, to watch him go through that and, and take on that challenge uh, like he did down uh, in the fourth quarter was was awesome. In, in addition to his defense, on top of that, it, it seems like each game we're getting a little bit more and more offensively of kind of him taking that on, attacking the paint, looking for others. Just what did you see with the, what he was able to do? Well, he let us, you know, it's, you know, we've told him, you know, we're, we, we, a lot of, we were, we want to be all about team and how we play and, and play unselfishly. And he, he's an unselfish player, but a lot of nights, uh, we're going to go as he goes and the, the tempo we play with the, you know, are we aggressive and attacking the paint and getting to the free throw line and opening up the type of threes we want. A lot of that's going to come, uh, come on his shoulders. So, um, I thought it was, he, he was and I agree with you, as he's come back from his injuries and the minutes restriction has been lifted, he's getting more and more comfortable. One, because it's a new offense he's learned and he missed 20 games. And two, with his injury, it wasn't, you know, to a hand. It was he couldn't run for, for however many uh, weeks that, that was. So uh, part of it's getting your legs back and, and then uh, understanding. And there's a lot of new teammates. And so there's a lot that goes into it. But I agree, he is much more comfortable right now and seems to keep getting more and more comfortable. Dave, you stuck with, I mean, sorry. Luke, you stuck with, we were just stuck. Luke, you stuck with, sorry about that. Uh, you stuck with uh, those veterans through the whole stretch. Is there some value there to your young guys just watching and learning how sometimes you know, a veteran has to just play the whole time and, and fight through it. Yeah, or there better be. I mean, we we should be. That should be an unbelievable learning experience for guys that weren't in the game. Uh, you know, the those guys earned the right to finish that game, which is part of what we believe in. If you go out there and you earn it, we're going to play with you. There's, you know, some nights in the NBA you're going to go back to your starters no matter what. But uh, tonight was. You know, the, the guys that were giving everything they had uh, were going to finish that game. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's something to be learned from the guys that weren't in the game as far as what it takes and how, you know, how to play. But also that if you're out there and you're and you're competing like that, then your minutes are going to be higher and you're going to finish games. But it's something that uh, should be earned uh, and not just kind of expected or given. 
lots of praise and rightfully so for from Luke Walton to members of the Sacramento Kings. Uh, the latest Luke Walton pre- press conference brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted sports books in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book for the divisional round playoff games coming up this weekend, my bookie is where you want to go. If you're more into basketball, no problem. We've got the Kings and the Bucks coming up on Friday. We've got plenty of basketball games till then. We've got the Celtics and the 76ers coming up on Thursday. Maybe you're into Premier League. You can bet there as well. They've got the fastest payouts, uh, best promotions, and very helpful 24-7 customer service team. Uh, you can pull your bets together for an even bigger payout. Uh, there's a lot you could do here on my bookie, they have more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. And if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to a thousand dollars. That means if you deposit two thousand dollars, you'll get an extra one thousand dollars in free money to play with. Put in a thousand dollars, you get an extra five hundred dollars in free money to play with. Just use the promo code SAC. SAC. Again, use the promo cat code SAC. SAC to activate your offer. Bet, win, get paid. Before Luke Walton started talking right there, we were talking about the second half where the Kings bet, win, and got played. After coming out of halftime, 53-53, to we saw that oh-so-familiar sight where the team kind of dwindled down there in the third quarter. A 15-2 run. When the Phoenix Suns started the second half, the Kings were lucky it wasn't substantially worse as the Suns missed a lot of shots during that stretch. That 15-2 run became a 20-4 run. Remember, it was 53-53 at the half. It was 74-57 with 6.50 to go in the quarter. The lead hit 21 with 4 minutes and 16 seconds left. And then little by little by little by little, Kings got the lead down to nine. Entering the fourth quarter, the Kings were down to nine. And unfortunately, an all-too-reoccurring pastime watching Kings games on NBC Sportsnet and on the uh, Sacramento Kings version of League Pass a reoccurring theme is Doug Christie saying, well, they just got to get this double-digit lead uh, down to single digits before the fourth quarter. I feel like I've heard uh, I feel like I've heard Doug say that like a thousand times this year. And he's right. He's chip it down. Get it, get it, just chip, break down that 21-point lead slowly, slowly, slowly. Again, at no point do you celebrate your team going into the fourth quarter down by nine points. Except when three minutes earlier, they were down by 21. And then the fourth quarter gets underway, and a 14-4 run starts the quarter for the Sacramento Kings, and once they took the lead, they never lost it. Kings were outscored 34-25 to in the third quarter. It looked substantially worse through that four-minute marker, and then the Sacramento Kings outscored the Phoenix Suns 36-16. to in the fourth quarter, I wonder what the number would be. Uh, I wonder how much the Kings outscored Phoenix by. I'm bad at math, or I would just do it right here on the podcast. I wonder how much the Suns uh, out, or how much the Kings outscored the Suns by at that four minute mark. Once they went down 21, 
how much did they outscore them uh, for the rest of the game? Uh, but the Kings get the victory tonight, 114 to 103. Some encouraging signs with Harry Giles uh, playing the way that he did. Some very encouraging signs with Dwayne Dedman playing the way that he did. Now, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what happens with Dwayne Dedman next, though. Now, I don't know that we've gotten any sort of timeline on Marvin Bagley and, and his return. I have to imagine. Also, is serious question. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a smartass. Like I'm. I'm gen, genuinely curious, and maybe you know the answer to this. And if you do, nine one six eight 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 fifty eight ninety eight. That's our twenty four seven text line. You can reach me anytime you want to. Nine one six eight 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 fifty eight ninety eight. Why did it's second night of a back to back? Kings played last night. Uh, flew to Phoenix. They're gonna fly home. And then they'll take on the Milwaukee Bucks on Friday. Do I have this right? What did Marvin Bagley travel for? What was the purpose of that? Again, not, not throwing anyone to the bus. Like, genuinely curious. What was the purpose of Marvin Bagley traveling? Is it just so he can sit on the bench and be there to cheer his team? Because I feel like, I don't know, maybe I could be wrong. It just seems like it, it would be better to be here home you know rehabbing again it's not really a lost day I mean maybe all of the trainers there maybe no trainers stay behind it was just I was looking at the bench like what is he there for like they just it's not like it's a long road trip and he's getting in workouts and practices he's basically just getting on the plane and getting off again just curious okay so what did we get out of tonight's game Harry Giles plays well Dwayne Dedman plays well okay cool by the way, it should be noted, Corey Joseph, 29 minutes for him tonight. He played really well. Uh, Justin James only played six minutes, but they were an effective six minutes. Uh, no Yogi Ferrell tonight because I still think Luke Walton hates him. But what happens if, let's say, Rashawn Holmes misses, let, let's say he misses Friday, right? Let's, let's just use the next game as an example. And you get a couple of more really, really good performances from Dwayne Dedman. And, and, and Harry Giles. Now, there's no question where Rashawn Holmes goes when he returns to play. He's, he's right back in the starting lineup. He's right back where he was. Like, that's, that's not into question. However, what do you do with Marvin Bagley? Like, are you willing to just, I don't know, like, are you willing to just let, like, bygones be bygones with Dwayne Dedman? I'm not saying you... You can't, you know, continue to pursue uh, a trade. I'm not saying you can't continue to take offers or, or whatever you're going to do there with him. I'm just wondering, do you get over this, okay, where well, we're just going to sit him on the bench and put him in purgatory the rest of the season? Like, could you, just, could you just play him? Especially if he's playing effectively for you, which he has been, or at least what he did tonight. Could you, could you just play him? Could he just get some run? Could you only play him if he's not getting run at the expense of Marvin Bagley? Because that's really, you know, as I tiptoe around all of this, that's that's the real question I have. If Dwayne Dedman plays well over the course of, let's just say Rashawn Holmes misses a couple of games. Let's say Dwayne Dedman only plays because Rashawn Holmes is out and he continues to play well. Do you play him in lieu of playing Marvin Bagley? I'm not saying you don't play Marvin Bagley at all. I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not suggesting that. 
but you're approaching, we're getting really, really close to the halfway point of the season. What is this, game number 15 and 23? This is game number 38? We're getting at the halfway point of the season. At what at what point with Marvin Bagley are you just like, hey, maybe we just take it easy a little bit here. Let's, like we've done, you know, we're, I don't want to say we've done fine without you. I mean, they're eight games under 500, but you might not like to hear this. They're right there in the playoff picture. So do you, like, okay, hey, 35, we're going to kind of ease you into things right here. Now, I was of the mindset when he came back, man, you got to get him out there. You got to get him out there playing with Rashawn Holmes. You got to get him out there playing with the with the, with the the regular starters. You got to kind of get him back into a groove, back into a flow. That was a disastrous idea, and one of the many, many reasons I'll never be an NBA head coach. There's like a list of a 1,000, but the reasons that I just said, oh, you got to put Marvin Bagley out there right away, is one of them. We've seen that, and it didn't go well. And I would argue the best game that we've seen from Marvin Bagley so far this year was the game where he got hurt uh, the second time. So I, it's a it's it's a conundrum, if you will, that the Sacramento Kings are in if Dwayne Dedman continues to play well. And I'm curious how they approach it, or if it's just a hard and fast stance. Hey, we needed him tonight. We just needed the bodies. Uh, we had to play him. End of story. Like, oh, okay. Or can Dwayne Dedman earn some some playing time here? And remember, it was playing time that was the root of all of the problems to begin with. Not suggesting he starts over Rashawn Holmes. We've seen what Rashawn Holmes has done for 38 games this season. He deserves his position when he returns. I don't know that Marvin Bagley does. At least this year. I'm not talking about long-term future. I'm not doing any of that. I'm talking about right now. I, I don't know that you know Marvin Bagley has missed virtually the entire season. I don't know that he's earned anything in terms of uh, he should have playing time, especially. Uh, and I'm o- and I'm qualifying this only if Dwayne Dedman continues to get playing time and continues to play well. Wasn't a world beater tonight, but I thought he was really good and effective on both sides of the floor. And if the Sacramento Kings are just hey, it, it doesn't matter. None of this, none of this stuff matters to us. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're 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 gonna continue to field offers for him and we're gonna trade him to the, to the team that gives us the best deal. Well then this was a really good night for the Sacramento Kings front office. Because there are some teams and I can think a couple of them. I can think of a couple of them in the Eastern Conference that saw Dwayne Dedman's performance tonight and thought, mm-hmm. Yep. He's an upgrade. He's an upgrade over the guy we got starting at five right now. So there's a couple of storylines here to follow uh, with the Sacramento Kings. But all that matters tonight, Kings win the second night of a back-to-back, win two in a row. I think we're up to three of the last four, uh, and they move to 15-23, and 23, beating the Phoenix Suns tonight uh, after just a, a what looked to be another disastrous third quarter uh, they regroup in the final couple of minutes there, the final couple minutes of the fourth quarter, and or excuse me, final couple of minutes of the third quarter, and just blow them out in the fourth quarter and wind up winning. Again, down 21 with four minutes left in the third, they wind up winning by 11, 114 to 103. I barely gave mention of them, but you heard uh, Luke Walton mention his defense earlier. De'Aaron Fox tonight, uh, 27 impactful points to go along with his six assists and the great defense that Luke Walton was talking about there. Uh, Appreciate you so much 
for taking a listen here to the Sacramento Kings podcast. Uh, if you just want a little bit more podcast love, check out the podcast with Damian Barling. Post every single morning, Monday through Thursday. I shouldn't say every single morning anymore. It posts Monday through Thursday uh, at 5.30 a.m. Go check that out if you're, health, if you're into health and fitness. I got a health and fitness podcast as well in the game. All I do is record podcasts. That's what I do day in and day out, and I appreciate you so much for listening. We will be back Friday night following the Sacramento Kings and the Milwaukee Bucks here on the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network.